You are listening to The Jazz Session with Jason Crane since 2007, the original jazz interview podcast. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. This is episode 606 for December 7th, 2022. On this episode, vocalist Claudia Acuna returns to the show. Members of the Jazz Session also get the monthly bonus show called This I Dig of You, on which that month's guest talks about something non-musical that is bringing them joy. Claudia, who lives in New York City, talks about surfing. You can hear the bonus episode by becoming a member for $5 a month at thejazzsession.com slash join. You'll also get early access to every episode of The Jazz Session, a thank you from me on an episode, and occasional behind-the-scenes info or other bonus material. If you could take a minute and share this podcast on your social media, it would greatly help me get the word out. Thanks so much. Claudia Acuna's new album is called Duo. Here's the opening song, Medianoche, featuring Kenny Barron. Acuna, welcome back to the jazz session. Thank you so much. It's very great to be back and speaking with you, my dear Jason. Thank you. I'm I'm very happy to have you here. We are going to uh, talk about your new album, which is called Duo. Mm -hmm. And it is, as the name suggests, an album of duets. So let me start with the obvious question. Why did you want to make a record of duets? Um, I started, um, when I started performing, some of the things that I did the most were duets. Um, I've always loved that, uh, combination. And at the time it was the easiest thing for me to get gigs. And I started developing that type of language or conversation, if I may say. And then if you review my albums on the first album I have two duets and and it's something that I've always wanted to do but I never found the courage maybe to make those phone calls and do duets and then the pandemic came that 
did what it did to all of us. And I thought to myself, this is the time to do this. And I'm going to call only musicians and people that live in the area so we can, with all the precautions, obviously at the time, um, we can meet in person and do this in person to have that dynamic of a conversation. And I felt that the pandemic made us or made me think so much about how fragile life can be that I felt that I should have not keep daydreaming about this album and just do it and try to make it happen. And that's how it came to life. It's funny to me that, uh, you know, you were talking about choosing people who were in the area because, first of all, the area is a pretty good area. And the, so the, the people who ended up on this record are people like, you know, Fred Hirsch and Christian McBride and Kenny Barron and Regina Carter. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not a bad area. Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> some friends well, of mine, you know. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about choosing your duet partners uh because obviously i didn't name the entire list right there but the names that i named are you know they're household names in this in this jazz world tell me about choosing the folks that you chose i choose people that i have some either connection or someone that i really always have dreamed to do a duet um I'm known, and if you take a look of all my discography, you can see that most of the time I've, I have pretty much record my albums with my working band. And here and there, a special guest. <clears throat> and through my career, I felt like, I, because I'm shy and sometimes even insecure, I may not have taken the chance that I had to have other people. And with this album, it was between finding the people that are local, quote unquote, in the area, plus people that I've, I will dream, like I dream to have record with Maestro Kenny Barron, you know, I've dreamed to work with Regina, which is a dear friend of mine. And I have people like Kenny Barron, who I've known pretty much since I moved to New York. And I always have the luck to spend some time with him and talk about things like cooking, you know, and Regina's a dear friend of mine. Um, Christian, 
I played in his band many years ago and we became very good friends. Russell Malone is like my brother from another mother because we, I adore him, but we spent, we got stuck on 9-11 together. And ever since that, it was such a, you know, special to say the least situation. Where did you I, and Russell get stuck? Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you were doing a gig and you couldn't get back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We couldn't get back that day. We got back here on a Friday. This happened on a Tuesday. We were back on a Friday. You okay. Know? Um, and I want to, I, I, I choose for the start. If I'm, if, if that makes any sense, it was a very working on a dream that I had to perform and collect and document this moment with this amazing artist that I love, admire. Some of them are really, really dear friends of mine. Um, and some other like Fred, I never had the chance to uh, spend time with him like I did for this album. And I considered him now a friend and I love him, you know, and I'm so glad that I took the chance, even though I didn't know him like I know Mr. Kenny or Regina. <clears throat> and I'm so glad because I love the way he plays. I always wanted to play with him and I felt like I'm going to make this beautiful album and it's going to be my almost like giving myself a Christmas gift, you know? <laughs> I love it. And one of the interesting things as I was uh, listening to this record, um, several of the people, of course, are people who play piano or guitar instruments that it's not uncommon for a singer to sing in duet with those mm -hmm. kinds of instruments. But for example, Regina Carter plays violin. Yeah. And so there are two single line, you know, for the most part, a violin can play more than one note at once. But for the most part, she's playing single lines and you're singing. And as I was listening, for example, to that track on the record, there was no point in it when I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is really missing a harmony instrument. It's just it's incredible how much sound the two of you make together. Can you talk about approaching that approaching uh, doing a duet with someone who's also going to be playing single melodic lines? You know, in a way, I have to be honest with you. I didn't even think about it at the time. I just thought about the instrument and the person and, and the connection that I have and how to, in this case with Regina, how I knew that we were going to come out with something beautiful because we were both putting ourselves in service to the music and the song. I was gonna do another duet with a trombone player, but it didn't work out. And um, I think my approach it was not having an approach, just putting myself on service and trusting our intuition, our camaraderie, if I may be pronouncing that word correctly, uh, in our musical ways you know and then as we working on the song I'm realizing why you just asked me and I'm like this is perfect because it's just like a conversation again this was exactly what I wanted from this album a conversation as simple as like what we have in and 
it's almost like we were talking together about this and then I'm saying something and then she's responded. And I think it was so organic that I didn't even realize how powerful and beautiful it was going to be. I think maybe if I would have put more thought about what you just asked me, maybe I would have found some type of fear, maybe, you know? That's really fascinating. Remember, you can get a bonus episode every month called This I Dig of You. It's the monthly Patreon show on which I ask that month's guest from the main show to talk about something non-musical that's bringing them joy. This month, Claudia talks about surfing and about teaching her son to surf. You can become a member for just $5 a month at thejazzsession.com slash join. When you do, you'll also get early access to every episode of The Jazz Session, a thank you from me on an episode, and occasional behind-the-scenes info or other cool bonus stuff. Each month, I like to thank three members of my Patreon community. This month, a tip of the cap, which I'm actually wearing, to Hans Niebuhr, Anne Braithwaite, and Mike Watson. I appreciate you all so much. Now back to the show. Claudia, can you talk about the repertoire for this record and, and how you chose the songs to perform? Um, originally, the idea of this record was because in the pandemic, like many artists, and I, w- I wrote a lot of things, but that material I felt it was not ready. So that's why I also I choose this is the time to really jump on this dream and do it. And my idea was to bring those musicians to my world. I feel like so many of us as immigrants and people that have fell in love with jazz music and jazz music has been so generous and have welcomed so many of us. I felt like it's my time. I want to have this opportunity to, to bring you to my world, you know, to what I consider standards of Latin American music, you know, and songs that I grew up, that I listened to, in the radio, at parties, at home, that I can remember my dad or mom singing or my grandmother. They're all very special to me. And and also I wanted to feature as much as I could um, female composers, except for, for, for the two songs written by the Chilean musicians like Actually, three male, uh, one from Argentina, one and two for Ch- from Chile. Um, one in particular because Victor Jara has been like Violeta Parra. They've been so important in my musical life, and 
and Patricio Mans, a very important composer and singer from Chile that passed away during the pandemic. Um, so I choose the repertoire because I wanted also each of this person to, I wanted to see how they approach a song that I knew in a certain way, you know what I mean? And how Mr. Kenny or Regina or Fred uh, will approach some of the songs and what will come out of it. And the result is in the album. And I, I'm just in love, everything that was so, easy and organic and they were so engaged to the songs and when I share with them what they meant for me or translate a little bit the, the, the lyrics and the opportunity for me to introduce them to people that maybe they didn't know like Victor Jara you know um, I felt like I was bringing a little bit of my growing up to the life that I've been building the past 26 years in this city and in, in, in this music. You know, I just realized I've been listening to Victor Hara for about 20 years. And it just occurs to me right now that the reason I've been listening to Victor Hara for 20 years is because I've been listening to you for 20 years. <laughs> and I first learned about him because of you. And when you just, I mean, obviously I knew there was uh, uh, the Victor Hara music on this record, but for some reason, when you just said his name out loud right now, I, I made that connection and thought, yeah, if it wasn't for you, I don't know that if I ever would have discovered him. And so now this artist who's been a part of my life for the last two decades, it's, it's exactly because of you. And I, now I imagine these other people to whom you've introduced uh, uh, some of these composers, you know, maybe going over the next couple of decades of their lives with this whole beautiful new color in their in their musical world that they didn't have before and that that is such an important gift i mean i thank you on for myself and i also imagine the gratitude that your collaborators must feel because getting introduced to new music is just it's one of the most beautiful parts of being alive as far as i'm concerned right and also for me it was this beauty of you know when you know a song like i could have picked a standard you know that all of us would have known. And it's just like, you can navigate very comfortably in a way on something that you know. But the idea of bringing a song that they didn't know, and with that being said, that conversation to start with one title, but then develop into different things like any conversation. You can start a conversation about sparkling water and who knows where you may end up, you know? <laughs> yes. I was very intrigued and excited about how these people were going to bring their gift to, to my little world. And for that matter, how they were going to make me react and reflecting my singing on songs that I've been very used to since I was a kid, you know? And it, it, it was just pure magic and being in service to the music is that magic way that music has of gravitating into people and musicians. And before you know, you're creating something that you could not even predict or write, you know? 
Yeah, that's it's really beautiful. And I, and I appreciate you saying that. de ti, tú estás contento, no quisiera que de nadie te acordaras, tengo celos hasta del pensamiento. So I spend a lot of my time listening to music that is in languages I don't speak, and uh, I speak a tiny bit, or I understand a tiny bit of Spanish, but you know, just enough to be dangerous. And I, I really can't understand the majority of the lyrics unless I look up the translations or translations are provided. And when I was listening to this album, I was thinking, um, you know, a lot of the music of yours that I've listened to uh, has been in Spanish and I mm -hmm. often don't understand what's being sung about. And I was thinking today about whether, I, I wonder whether or not you whether you interpret the songs or perform the songs differently at all, given that there is a reasonable chance many of your listeners will not understand the words, does that change at all? How you, you know, because you obviously there are tons of Spanish speakers. In fact, there are now more Spanish speakers in the U S than in any other country, but Mexico, there's a great chance you're performing for people who understand Spanish, but there's also a reasonable chance you're performing for folks who don't. I'm just wondering if that affects how you perform the songs at all. It does, because when I do a live performance, and I do this purposely because, remember, when I first moved to this country, I probably spoke as much English as you speak Spanish, <laughs> you know, with what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> and with all your respect, so you can relate to that. So when I, when I first... And I can remember that when I first understood the language and I was able to, to hold on a conversation, I told a friend of mine, this is probably the way babies, we all feel as babies when we're like, ah, 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 and nobody understands us and we get frustrated. And then finally, we discover words and we can pronounce and we can express ourselves. That's how I feel. So but that being said, Every time that I perform, I take the time to introduce the songs and translate them. Maybe not the whole lyrics because that would be too long, but at least enough of, of the words and the poetry of the songs so people can at least take away the idea, the main idea of the song. Because I feel strongly about this that the only difference between my instrument as a vocalist and any other instruments is the power of words and words are very powerful and they're there for a reason i wish i would have done something like that for each record like on my website or even in social media something that i want to do about this album to go live maybe in a couple of weeks and pick pick each songs and translate it and talk about what the, the words mean, you know, for people that 
may not speak English, I mean, sorry, may not speak Spanish and would like to know because as you, I listen to music that I don't necessarily understand the words, but I get the feeling. And that also speak as to how powerful music is. That sometimes you don't understand the lyrics because you don't speak the language, but somehow, somewhere you get the message. It's so interesting. I, I'm sure many people before me have talked about this, uh, and this is not some genius insight or anything of mine, but the fact that the the fact that it's possible for people not to understand the words you're singing, it would be like if there were some people who could only hear like the white keys on the piano when they couldn't hear the black <laughs> keys or something. I mean, like it's such an essential element of what you're doing and you do it a lot of the time knowing that a major component of what you're performing is it just like, it's only coming across if, as you just said, if you tell the story ahead of time, that's just, I don't yeah. know. It just seems like a very fascinating way to perform to me. It is. It is. And for me, it's important, you know, because, again, I'm someone who was in a cloud where people would talk around me and people would make fun of me, too, when I didn't know how to speak this language as, as I am right now. So for me, it's just like I feel like I, it's almost like responsibility towards what I'm doing, you know. Because I wasn't those shoes where I where I didn't understand. And even later in life and still sometimes I listen to a song that I heard back home 30 years ago and I love it. And all of a sudden I'm listening to it and I stop because I'm like, oh, my God, the lyrics of the song. Or I'll be laughing because I will remember how I was singing phonetically and or I listen to something and I'm like, oh, my God, this is what they're saying in the song. <laughs> so I feel like the least that I can do, especially when I'm on stage and that's my opportunity to 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 do that, to give people that don't necessarily speak Spanish a little bit of a feeling, at least of what the song means. And people really appreciate that, which have allowed me to build even more confidence and to build my show uh, like that, you know? su marcha sol y tinieblas para continuar caminando al sol por estos desiertos para recalcar que estoy viva en medio 
I was familiar with uh, everyone that you do a duet with on this record, except for one person um, who is, and I'm, this is just, you know, you can't know everything. And this is someone I don't know, uh, who is uh, uh, Carolina Calvace. Can you tell me about her? Carolina Calvace, it's a young musician, pianist, composer from Colombia. She is a wonderful musician and a dear friend of mine. I've met her some time ago. And I got to know her more when she invited me to be part of her album some years ago. And then a couple of times, the piano player that does my gig couldn't do it. And I call her and I think she's such a wonderful musician. And knowing that when I came to this country 26 years ago, I was pretty much the only Latina musician around um, trying to make a name for herself or be part of this community. And to see this days, the amount of Latinas, women, I also felt that I really wanted to invite her to my album since she invited me to her. I also felt like I'm having all this established masters, kings and queens, and I wanted to bring in someone from my side of the world and showcase in her musicality, her beauty, and another female Latina who loves this music and she's doing wonderful things, you know? And I'm glad that people are notice her presence in this album and I feel so happy that I'm having the chance to introduce her to people that may not knew who she was until now. That is by far one of my favorite things about this music is the way in which it passes from from person to person. I just I think it's a beautiful part of, yes. of the world of jazz. Yes, it is. It is. It really is. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about something you said twice earlier in this interview, which is that you described yourself as shy and your, your music. I mean, I've, I've loved your music, you know, since the very first moment I heard it and uh, seen you perform a number of times and it's just an incredible experience. And your, your, both your recordings and your performances are such a mix of intimacy and power and, I'm so fascinated that you think of yourself and I'm sure this is be, is accurate that you think of yourself as a shy person, given that my experience of you is as a listener uh, to your performances and shyness is not a word <laughs> that ever pops up in my mind. So can you talk about that? Can you talk about finding that, that performing uh, persona or the, that, that kind of strength to play the music that you play Um given that you think of yourself as a as a shy person? I think I love what I do so much since I can remember having memory. It's something that moves me so much that fear, shyness, anything get swept away every single time that I have a chance to perform or sing. And... I feel so honored and gifted to have this 
opportunity to do this that I think whatever shyness may be seen when I'm off stage uh, or as I'm approaching someone to speak, you know, I think that's when you can see more my timid ways, if I may say. But it's such a force that lives in me at the same time that when I'm on stage, it's almost like I feel so free and safe that I'm just loving the possibility to be able to do this. And I think that might be the reason why a lot of people feel a little strange when I said I'm shy. You know? uh, that's the only explanation that I think I can share with you right now. <laughs> no, I, I love that. That makes that makes perfect sense. Did he go the crystal silence cries in my dreams I see him still in the crystal silence of the night oh All alone I can reflect I let him sleep away From the game he might uh, One thing this album taught me that I had not previously known was that Crystal Silence has lyrics, um, oh. which I... Yeah, I, I never realized. I get, that's just my own ignorance, I'm sure. But it's a gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous performance of a tune that I was surprised to see included. Uh, tell me about choosing that. I choose that because one of the persons that I wanted to do a duet, and I had a whole plan that I would fly to Florida. You know, I wanted to record with Chick. Chick was one of my idols, still until the end of my time someone who inspired me so much and so many before I even knew I was going to make the decision to move here. And then I was very lucky to meet him and spend and share time with him. And he was always so supported and encouraged of, of all of us, you know. And unfortunately, as he left our physical world, I'm like, who should I record this song with? And I thought about different instruments and ways. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to record it. And I took the song out and then I record something else. And then when I listened to it, I was like, I don't like this. This doesn't make any sense. And I told, I told uh, the engineer and my producer partner um, on this album, I said, oh, give me, give me 10 minutes. And I went in and recorded this song and he was just like, that's it, that's it. And I felt that day when I recorded, I listened to Chick version um, with Gary Bards, you know, that's the yeah. version I know. And I listened to it so many times 
that I felt I'm going to record this and sing it in my mind. I, I heard it so many times that I could hear him play. And the way I record it is it I close my eyes and I'm challenging and imagine he's there. And nobody can be in my head, but I'm singing it, listening to that version in my head. You know what I mean? And I felt I'm going to put this a cappella because I feel like this is my way, my humble tribute to him. And instead of replacing with another piano player or an instrument, I felt like it's going to be silence because I can hear him in my head and he's irreplaceable and this dream could not come true, but it did in a way because I felt that he was there. And that's why I did it a cappella, and that's why I sing that song. Because also it's the only one that I know had lyrics to my surprise. I didn't know that either, you know, and it just felt right. And I felt like it was just my little humble tribute to someone who did so much for the music and, and inspire so many of us. Well, that beautiful story is where we'll draw our conversation to a close. My guest is Claudia Acuna. The new album is Duo. It has been, as it always is, such a pleasure to spend some time with you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks to my guest this month, Claudia Acuna. Her previous appearance on the show was on episode 486 from 2019. Just search for her name at thejazzsession.com. Thanks also to the members who support this show and to the Respect Sextet at respectsextet.com for the theme music and Sarah Walter for the logo. You can email me for more info about Sarah. Chuck Ingersoll is the voice of the intro. Hire him at hearchucknow.com. Follow The Jazz Session on Twitter at jazzsesh and on Instagram and TikTok at thejazzsession. Take a second right now to rate and review The Jazz Session on Apple Podcasts or in whichever app you're listening to the show on. It greatly improves my ability to reach new listeners. If you'd like to keep up to date on my podcast, my poetry, and more, subscribe to my newsletter. Just go to thejazzsession.com and click on the newsletter link. If you value what you just heard, become a member for $5 a month at thejazzsession.com join and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Bye. Bye.